Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hey, Docs. Today we have Dr. Omolaro with us. As you know, she is the founder of Melanin in Medicine. She actually has a couple of companies that we'll speak about today. But Dr. Omolaro, I wanted you to come on. With the Melanin in Medicine, you're doing great things to help other docs. So tell us how the idea came and your journey into it and what you're currently doing with the company. So thank you again, Sharon, for um, allowing me to be on today, and I'm happy to share. So as you said, I'm founder of Melanin Medicine, which is actually a healthcare funding consultancy, and we focus on community health practices and community health centers that are interested in building and expanding their revenue so they can expand their impact in low-income communities of color. Um, the way that it got started was very not traditional, as most entrepreneurs <laughs> can relate to. It actually, the I actually had been steeped in academia for quite some time um, after being a global health pediatrician. And ultimately, burnout actually was the, the biggest thing that propelled me into entrepreneurship. Um, I have a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. I had to take a four-month leave after suddenly losing the ability to walk and having to regain that. And when I needed to position my, my work differently with more support, Unfortunately, my workplace wasn't able to accommodate that. And that put me in this place where I had to have an inflection point of work or my life. <laughs> and ultimately, what Melanin Medicine became was initially it was a process where I was more learning about how to do more work-life integration and heal myself from a toxic workplace. And other Black women in particular really resonated with that in healthcare, specifically physicians. And I started working with them, um, reluctantly, I will say. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of not sure about this process. But over as I was going through my journey, I had finally in December 2020 left my, um, my, uh, my academic career. And during that same year, we had launched Strong Children Wellness, which I'll share a little bit about, which was my practice. And the per people who were working with me in medicine saw my journey and were really interested in how do you move into entrepreneurship? So I started now merging into talking with them about entrepreneurship. And one of the things that was really interesting was how we were getting funding, how we were not taking out loans, how we were not getting investors, and we were solely using grants and contracts. Um, and to, to date for the two years, it's been about over a million dollars in grants and contracts. And then people really were like, wait, how are you doing? How are you doing this? And so all of it was this organic to where we are now, which is we really center on women, practice owners, particularly community health practices, 
um, that have a love and a passion for working with low-income communities, but haven't figured out how to make the math math, as the kids say, in terms of um, getting their revenue to really match, you know, given Medicaid and everything. And so ultimately, we help them to build out a funding strategy. We help them to acquire grants and contracts for bridge funding, and then for them to be able to grow and build out a revenue model that makes sense. Adol Miller, I don't want you to give away the secret sauce because this is what your company <laughs> is all about. Well, where would someone start? If they're not going to yeah. reach out to you, where would you have them start? Yeah, so I actually, I always start with positioning your practice, right? And so um, I think that most of us learn about practices and we describe them by the specialty and who we serve. We don't describe them the way that I think in my academic career, which was how we describe every funding request. What's the problem that we're solving? What's the social issue that this practice is going to help alleviate? And so I always start with positioning and I actually have a webinar um, that, you know, people can find right on the top of my website. And that is where I start because once you are able to take, I, I am a pediatric practice too. We have an asthma issue in this community and I have a specific group of practitioners that are helping to reduce the disparities in asthma, you've completely shifted the game a little bit. Now funders are kind of like, wait, what, what do you do? And so with that positioning, I have five pieces to it that I can't explain, but is explained in the webinar, which is the mission and which includes what the problem is and who the target population is. What is your model of care? So what's your secret sauce in terms of how you specifically really make things change different from the status quo? What's the minimum viable practice instead of the minimum viable product? So what's the leanest version of that practice that could be either outsourced or provided to a partner community or a partner organization? What are your milestones? That helps us think about the budget. So in a year, what is it that you need in place in order to be successful? And then also last thing is what is the messaging? How can we really start to not talk about kind of what you've done, but how is this a movement? How are you, what is the thing that angers you? And how can you show up as a thought leader in this space so funders are actually attracted to, to you and really are wanting to actually give you money? <laughs> give you money. No, if you're helping people, they definitely want to give you money, but you're right. Money is, people don't want to part with it so easily, especially companies. So it's so important with these guys, factors that you listed. Yeah. Tell me as far as where you are right now and what you see for the future for the company. Yeah. So, you know, I want to mention Strong Children Wellness because that encapsulates a huge part of my time. And um, for melanin and medicine, I really see them as a symbiotic relationship. Strong Children Wellness, just for um, perspective for everyone, is a integrated care practice. What that means is that we have multiple sites and we create them by embedding and partnering with community-based organizations to provide not only primary care, but mental health care and what we call social care or care management. So we have all three of those service lines. And what our goal is, is to try and make sure that kids and families, because we take care of both their kids and their caregivers, are able to really have all of their needs met, not just the primary care needs, especially since we know social needs actually account for a huge amount of um, health outcomes. And so given that, we're at the point where we now have a third site that we're going to be starting in this summer, and we are moving into different funding realms. So starting to learn about 
foundations who not, they don't just give grants, they actually give investments and starting to, of course, we've been talking more about venture and really just being able to think about, okay, what's the grand plan of this? Not, and I think that's really important in melanin medicine. What my hope is, is that as we do this work, we're really not what um, Brene Brown likes to call is engineering smallness. We're really not saying, well, you know, this is what I've seen, so this is how I'll do it. We're really being imaginative. And so for us in melanin and medicine, our goal is to make sure that we have more FQHCs, we have more community health practices as well. Really, whoever is taking care of Medicaid, we want to be more inclusive of bringing them in and really sharing how they can get this funding, especially given the climate that we're in with Medicaid and current news about like unwinding and other cuts that may be happening to Medicaid. So really helping strengthen these organizations that have a mission, but really don't know how to capture that money to make sure it's sustainable. Do you want to mention where we can watch that the webinar? Is yeah. it on Melanin and Medicine? Yeah, is it so like you can either, there? yeah, you can either go to melaninandmedicine.co, which is on the top of, or you can go directly to the webinar, which is at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash five keys for funding webinar. All right. Dr. Omolara, for the people that are listening out there, how do they know that they're even eligible for some of the grants and funding that you're speaking about? Yeah. So I do want to make a distinction that I focus um, mostly on foundation grants or private grants rather than government grants. And a lot of times those grants are really given out um, to nonprofits a lot of times. So if you are a nonprofit health center, then that there's no problem. But if you are a for-profit, the way that we are able to access these grants is through community partnerships with nonprofit organizations and you bringing your practice as a subcontractor. What I will say is that the important things about this is that most of the organizations that you'll be working with have, most of their clientele are on Medicaid or uninsured. And so if that, if you're currently not either billing or don't want to bill Medicaid, that might be um, a difficulty. Um, for being able to have access to this because those partners really want to be able to streamline bringing those um, bringing their clientele to your service. The second thing is that we try to make sure that you actually have an established practice already. So one of the the things that um, we like to do because it's just a lot of work is to make sure that you've either worked with Sharon or somebody to help build up what the practice ground infrastructure looks like. And then our goal is to help you now get enough funding so that you're able to make ends meet, to hire new staff, to hire marketing, um, and also just be able to expand. Um, the last thing I'll say is that in given all of that, we need practices that we can position with a social mission. So if it's medical spa or aesthetics or um, sometimes even DPC might not work just because of the fact that we're not billing. Um, and so those practices, uh, or if it's a consulting only with no direct services, that may be a little bit more difficult to um, position. So those are some of the caveats. Thank you, Sharon, for that. Thank you. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, and ultimately to read more about this, like we have an intake that you can go to um, bit.ly forward slash MM funding intake. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash MM funding intake and we have everything spelled out there so that just in case that laundry list 
you didn't get it, you'll see that and be able to submit. And we can give feedback on whether or not we think we could help you with a funding strategy. So proud of you with what you're doing, your story, right? Being in academics, having the setback with the health scare. You're still practicing with, you know, multiple sclerosis. And here you are, you started this company because you saw a problem and you wanted to fit that need or, right, there's so many people out there. We know about healthcare disparities and you're out there making a difference and helping other physicians with all that they're doing, building up and, and serving the Medicaid population. And it is really because of you trying to help them. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon. This was amazing. Always great to see you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.